Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Gaming Tadpole. I am Chase Pond. I got Patrick here uh, from the Land Cave. How are you doing? And actually, how is your wife? She's good. She's good. Um, still working like crazy, um, as I think, I mean, neither one of us got, you know, any time off during the uh, COVID fiasco. So she's good. Family's good. Uh, oldest dog just turned 11. So that's been fun. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember last time I talked to her, she was feeling sick or something. Uh, and I, I guess that's when we were having that virtual hangout last month. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, she's... Or that's even this Yeah, month. she's yeah. been having some yeah, some of that off and on. She's got some uh, some different uh, allergy and other health issues that just completely decommission her. I mean, like, to the point where, like, the weekends she doesn't she doesn't get out and do anything. Just, take, just completely knocks her on her butt. So, yeah, today's been, today's been better in regards to that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you both uh, get. I mean, I don't feel like going out to, for anything with COVID. I I know. I I had. Uh, we were at uh, the lake house over the weekend, and I uh, had to stress to my parent uh, family when they wanted to go sit down at a restaurant. I'm like, no, this is. Uh, you know, I I'm not moving yeah. on from COVID uh, until COVID moves <laughs> on. I, We're still in a pandemic, yeah. So just be safe out there. Whatever you do, just be safe. Yeah. So I don't trust it, anything just to be okay. Uh, I mean, especially movie theaters. I'm not in a rush to go to the movie theater. Uh, I mean, yeah. So. I, I'm I'm not ignoring COVID. I know some people are like, you know, COVID's going to be here for a while, so just just move on. Just you got to get out at some yeah. point. I'm like, I got too many friends who are I, sick. I've had a couple friends who've been who have been sick with COVID. So no, I don't want to chance it. Hearing their stories, no, I don't want to chance it. And it's not the casual like, no. I think I had COVID. No, they were like in the hospital. Let's just let's just not go there. <laughs> yeah, I, I am being very safe and cautious about it, and I, I'm. Even though I do miss friends, I mean, I'm I'm fine with the staycation. It's not like I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I'm desperate to get out of the house. No, I'm not that desperate that I'm going to want to go while COVID is still out there. But, but I mean, luckily we didn't go. We just uh, had a, or take out. That's a lot better. A lot better. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a niece and uh, nephew over and all that stuff. But anyway... So on the show today, we are going to be talking about uh, a couple of things. Now, every day or, or pretty much every week throughout the summer, we're just going to have all of these gaming streams, announcements and reveals about upcoming games. Uh, basically, the sacrifice of E3 has led to a summer-long E3. Yeah. I mean, even just yesterday, which wasn't even supposed to be much of a big thing, became a big thing because, well... Hey, Smash Brothers uh, fans like myself got a new fighter to play with. There's Crash mm-hmm. 4, which not only got revealed, but got gameplay demo and then even a release date. Uh, there are some other big announcements too, but... Uh, oh, oh, actually, it was with Double Fine. Double Fine uh, introduced some new indies, so... And later this week, we're also going to get some more indie dev showcases. And then there is a whole summer load Mm -hmm. of streams going on. So you can even look that up online. Today's big stream, though, is New Game Mm -hmm. Plus, which is uh, a bunch of Japanese publishers, uh, Atlas, Mm -hmm. 
uh, uh, Intel uh, uh, Creations or Intel Works, uh, Arcworks, mm-hmm. Namco Bandai. Uh, uh, yeah, Namco Bandai, SNK, mm-hmm. Sega, and some then, Neo Geo uh, stuff. There was, I mean, it was. Uh, when they started off the conference, I didn't realize it was it was it was so Japanese focused because they said our Japanese and North American developers, and I didn't realize what they meant was our Japanese and North American developers for Japanese for Japanese developers. So while you had something, uh, you may have had North American developers, they were sub they were subsets or, or offshoots of a Japanese developer. It was it was great, but it was um, very stylized. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into yeah. it because I, I have some thoughts myself. And then, well, this whole weekend, as I mentioned, I was babysitting the niece and the nephew as we had Father's Day weekend at a Lake House in East Texas. There was, I, I brought a GameCube over and I had a bunch of games to, for everyone to play, but my niece only wanted one game and that was Dora the Explorer journey to the purple planet <sighs> and i played through almost <laughs> wait what do you mean huh for... uh, i mean uh, good good for you for helping how was that because i've i mean was it was it extremely annoying because you know dora can can be grading like blues clues you know levels of of you know i mean that's because of the age group that it's that they're targeting it can be very pandering to that age group so um yeah how was that i will discuss yeah. it that will be <laughs> probably next time yeah so that'll be the next thing. And then, well, I mean, Last of Us 2 came out and critics are saying this, man, this is the game of the generation. This is, even some people saying that this is as good as Citizen Kane or uh, this movie about uh, uh, the Holocaust. Schindler's List. Or it they, was compared yeah, to Schindler's, Schindler's List. List. Yeah. We'll go into that. By the way, we will not spoil anything on this podcast. We don't want no, we don't no, want anyone no. to be to, to shut the game shut the uh, this off. We're going to talk about some of the controversies without spoiling it. I promise you. I'm gonna I'm gonna tiptoe around this. Uh, you can listen to this and understand why to an extent why people are upset uh, as we get on to that one. Yeah, because I've been reading articles saying that oh they're just uh, man babies d- just not accepting. I'm like okay. Th- this, to stop this now. This is the exact same thing. We are back at the Last Jedi. Where you had, there are people who loved it. They're yeah. like, oh my gosh, there's changes in this. That makes the story amazing. And I'm like, well, I, I mean, I okay. If plot mm-hmm. twists that makes a story amazing. I mean, I would like plot twists to being very uh meaningful mm-hmm. to the the story sure. instead of just happening but hey you know what people or being it's subverted expectations well in this case a complete bait and switch and that's what yeah, yeah I mean, that's what a lot of people are upset about which uh and uh, we'll, we'll get on into it later but there are multiple reasons why people are upset and the 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 face value of it is people saying oh it's a bunch of man babies who who don't like uh who who don't like anything that has anything to do with uh, progressive views no it's 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 it goes deep much deeper than that and we'll we'll go into it okay and yeah we will but that'll be on the show to say again uh no spoilers for any of this but yeah i grew up with naughty dog i even met some of the developers in person Mm -hmm. so this is kind of an interesting perspective to have regarding all this but anyway that is what we have on the show today do you have anything else? You no, want I to think say? that's it. I think there's there's a lot to digest depending on how deep we want to go in the new game uh, plus expo. This is, by the way, the first year they did it. Uh, I just sent you over the notes, by the way, if you wanted to uh, see that. Um, if you wanted to follow along, uh, I did 
type up notes for each one. I don't know how if you want to go over them individually or just uh, what you what you liked uh, from top to bottom. I kind of formatted these, and like I said, I don't know if we want to go over every single one. We can. But yeah, I mean, I, this was definitely the way to do it. I mean, I saw, I was like, oh, okay, 45 minute presentation. Okay, that's no problem. And then someone thankfully within like 30 minutes, someone in the in the YouTube comments section did a uh, timestamp of every single game. And I was, I was floored. This thing was packed, including a, a, you know, a pretty dense montage, but uh, it was pretty packed with, uh, with games and announcements. Some stuff we've seen, some stuff yeah, we haven't. Yeah, I mean, all. if anything, they did pack it with game announcements they uh they didn't do mm-hmm. any of the thing that uh, ea did last uh the thursday where it's like hey you want we're gonna have game announcements then we're gonna have moments where we're gonna have a developer talk about the game a game they're excited to play but not show us anything though there are parts of this presentation where we have trailers of games that didn't give us a description a descriptive take on what it what it is like but what I will yep. say immediately now, actually, before I even say it immediately, one of my friends was talking about her excitement for New Game Plus Expo, and uh, she is a huge fan of uh, two series in particular. But one of this is the YS series. Mm-hmm. I, I'll give her the, yeah. this when I saw the trailer for the new uh, Yeast game, which was pretty much at the end of the expo or end of the stream i'm mm-hmm. like hey this game looks pretty uh, cool i'll check it out i mean i have press ties with uh, nis america who are one of the publishers showcasing games here so i'm like you know what i will cover this game because it looks like it'll be a lot of fun i mean yeah i haven't played the previous ys series but from my understanding point the those games go all the way back to 1993 so I don't yes, ex- exactly. suspect that you need to necessarily play all of them in order to get this uh, game right here. It seems like it's uh, taking on its own story, but uh, again, I haven't played the previous uh, YS games or Ye- uh, Yeast games, but from what the the trailer gave mm-hmm. it uh, to me, it seemed like you know an action RPG, kind of like almost a platinum mm-hmm. game it's got a lot of uh, fun uh, combos yeah. going on and you have uh, different characters with their different abilities the uh, visuals they look pretty much like standard uh, anime action game uh, graphics i mean that's a, a lot of the a lot of the games showcase here they aren't the most visually appealing and neither is this one but i can overlook that yeah, from now now from the two D standpoint, um, I'm gonna overlook it because it's two D. But the the three D standpoint, we have seen these types of games go into the eighth go into the current generation, the eighth generation, and be able to look fantastic, like uh, Code Vein and quite a few others that have a three D style, a game that's still stylized in the in the anime style. This one looked like it came out on an Xbox 360, and I literally typed in my notes. I thought it was maybe it was Switch only, and it turns out this game is coming out to Switch and PS4 next year, which completely floored me. It's like, why can you can you at least update the update this for a PS5 uh, and get us a better a better take on this? Because Code Vein, I don't know if you played Code Vein or seen anything from that, but that shows how anime can be done in the uh in the current uh yeah i mean there was a game from the xbox uh game reveal event now i know a lot of people don't like that i I get because they only show uh, most of the games they only show teasers or images but one of the games they actually showed a full 
uh, reveal of and gave context to what the game played like is also from Namco Bandai. Uh, and it was an action game about mm-hmm. these uh, flower plant zombies coming to life. Uh, I think it was called Scarlet, uh, but yeah. uh, no, that's probably not the name of it. It looked really cool, though. And or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that uh was that Tin and Kuma? No, it had I mean the name of it didn't have what well, didn't have like a Japanese uh I think it was Scarlet or it was uh shoot, okay. Uh Yeah, I don't know that one. I yeah, I wrote I wrote them all down. There there were a few that like that stood out to me. I don't know if you want to like like I said, I've got it going from the top to bottom if you want to do it that way. I don't know how you want to Yeah, you know what? Tell, uh, go ahead and say um, what are the games that stood out to you out of all this? Sure. So to me, I mean, other than getting Catherine again, um, which is which is great because I, I absolutely love that game. Uh, Catherine Full Body is going on Switch. Um, we got a Samurai Showdown DLC, which is now mashing up for Honor with Samurai Showdown, which I thought was really it's a really cool uh, you know tie-in uh, of um, you know of almost Super Smash Brothers uh, proportions. So Samurai Showdown 2D Fighter putting in for honor so you now have chivalry and bushido together. yeah that was for me that was not one of the things that uh grabbed my interest the most and i heard to say the new Sam- samurai showdown is really great i haven't gotten around to playing it but yes. for honor i heard from people who played it that game wasn't very good but maybe mm-hmm. it got better over time yeah, it, it got better, but it's very it's very specific in in what they were. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be like more hack and slashy, and it's hack and slash, but it's very tactical. Where you have to you have to know almost like a Dark Souls level of you need to understand what your opponent is doing and then uh, combat them with the correct style and stance in order to get an advantage over your opponent, depending on what she, what they're doing. And I think that it it's it's very complex it's deceptively complex uh but it's not that uh to me it's not that fleshed out that fleshed out kind of like um uh what was the um that uh that asymmetric uh horror game that friday the 13th dead was, by daylight. was dead, um, yeah dying light dead by daylight yeah that one yeah yeah that very much like that where it's like hey it's really cool from this standpoint but the actual gameplay gameplay kind of sucks but the mechanics are interesting in the in the um the one little pigeon place that they've pigeonholed themselves to be in it's not as uh, it's like if you like this niche within a niche within a niche you'll like it that's kind of how i feel about for honor um we got i think i think this is the this is going to also by the way right underneath samurai showdown uh on that i think this goes for the for the for the record for the longest title of a game so Re Zero, starting life in another world, the prophecy of the throne. <laughs> that is the that is the full title of the game, and I was like, it's a story game. There's some dating and conspiracies. I don't. Yeah, it was it was confusing. I mean, it's, it's coming out this year, but that was the longest title. I'm not going to remember. I'm going to have to remember part of that. Um, we got another Fallen Legion game. I though. did. I, cool. I, I was not crazy about it. I played the, ones, the yeah. uh, last one on the Switch, yeah. and I thought it was okay. It wasn't a bad game <laughs> or anything, but yeah, it was uh, It was a very repetitive. It's a uh, an action game about you choosing two different sides uh, to go on this little quest to see... I think the idea of it is interesting of having these two sides who are against each other and you have to pick from two storylines uh, to kind of see from the, their perspective. Yeah. But the writing of it is very corny. I the 
I did not really get uh, any attachment to any of the characters. And then when it came down to the combat, I mean, it's just kind of mashing just uh, the same yep. couple of buttons over and over again. And the enemies, they don't really change over time. It It's a very uh, unenthusiastic, typical anime action game. I Yeah. 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 There's a lot of that here, though. Like, if you don't like this, if you don't like that type of game or you don't like a dating sim, then uh, then you may be out of your element on some of these. Like, for oh, example, yeah. Idol Manager. So you get you get to manage uh, a pop idol group, so a, like a K-pop kind of group, and you get to manage them, everything from like making sure they're on stage at the right time to like making sure the lighting's working properly and getting booked at, a, at an event and like... I was like, that's that's interesting for for that lane. I feel like a lot of these games and a lot of the games that have been coming out lately that are, I'd say, are either indie or double A, if you will. We're getting to see that games are being made for for smaller and smaller niches. Not to say it's that it's bad. It's not. It may not be my thing, but some people are absolutely going to love some of these games. But it's very much targeting a specific subset of gamers. And as long as they're not expecting to sell two, three million copies of Idol Manager, I think it's fine. Just put those expectations where they need to yeah. be is what I mean. Is there anything uh, else that stood out to you? Um, let's, let's see. Let me go through. Um, yeah, uh, Cafe Enchanté. Um, I may need to play this because it's just too weird. You, it's like it's an interdimensional dating slash working a cafe uh, game like story based i'm like this seemed like a crazy mad lib that i feel like i almost have to play because it's just so out there we got another uh blood we got bloodstained um sequel which i thought was cool and then the last one that i would say uh really stood out to me was escape from asura it was a four and a half second i said five second here i timed it it's a four and a half second trailer that is zooming in on a still image and that's it so people complaining about Elder Scrolls Six getting the um, getting you know teasing with that sh- swooping landscape shot and that was all. Uh, uh-uh. this takes the cake. Escape from Asura. It's a five second trailer and it doesn't tell me anything about the setting. It doesn't tell me what the game is about. It doesn't tell me anything at all. And then they just skipped right past it and went and talked about the next game. Well, I don't even know why it was here. Honestly, is this a, is this a title that you're? Are you familiar with the Asura? games because i thought it was had to do with asura's wrath yeah i mean it may or may not have to do with asura's wrath because again namco bandai is one of the uh publishers here i'm playing it right now for myself uh it zooms in and at the four and a half second mark it says escape from asura and it is seven seconds of, of of saying escape from asura uh and then five seconds of a zooming in Oh, okay. uh, Square I'm, Enix? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm still I'm still digging. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know here in a second, though. I'm like, I'm just confused. I'm confused how this this got in the and and everything else that was shown. Why was why was this shown? Because I was just completely confused on 
why it was there. What I, I mean, what am I missing? Yeah, there are <laughs> plenty of trailers here? where it is slideshows of you know anime stills or even just one still, and then afterwards you get sure. the this narrate or the uh, commentator is telling us about you know the the release date and all that. He's his description of these games sounds way more exciting than what I got from the trailer, but it also makes me think well maybe the game itself is not good or maybe it will be, and this was just the wrong time to uh you know show things off and that's pretty much the issue with some of these uh you know stream or game press events is when they just talk about something or just don't show much of it you just get confused whether or not you really should be looking forward to this game yeah yeah exactly i mean you you hear trailer and and the description you're hearing uh almost like they're talking about the world and the story and like you, the decisions and blah blah blah, and and what will you do when you've inherited this this cafe? And and then it's then the commentator comes after the trailer. The commentator is like, "Hey, this is a this is a puzzle game." I'm like, "What? What's happening?" Like, what? it wasn't actually that. It wasn't that puzzle game on this one, but it was that jarring. Uh, by the way, it was Axis Games that did it. So it's not. I mean, I, I I've searched. It's a new game. It's a new IP. I can't find anything. So I feel like. This is how you would announce a game if it was like, let's say, the new, like I said, Elder Scrolls, right? A new Yeez game, a new, uh, another Fallout. Like, we got something special from Elder Scrolls, and it just shows a little, one little zooming in on like a bobblehead, and, a, and the bobblehead has like a cowboy hat on it. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second, what are we doing? Fallout in the, in the, in the Old West? What is this? And that's it. Like, but it, you, it tells you enough. It would tell you enough because you understand the property. There is no property here. There's nothing. So I'm, I was that that was just completely floored me. There were some other things that I think like Fairy Tale and a few others that I I may check out if they're priced right. I may check it out. Uh, but this one, I, I mean, I I have indie developer friends, and they would have been ashamed to put something like this yeah. into, a, into a showcase because it yeah. doesn't show it doesn't show anything. Well, I'll tell you the. The, yeah. I, the, if I were going to say the games that stood out to me the most, well, the first one was actually Harvest Moon, One World, uh, which is going to be yeah. very interesting because a new Harvest Moon coming out after we have things like uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons, uh, uh, Stardew Valley. So I am very much looking forward to how the you know this next installment of Harvest Moon, this franchise has been around for a while i mean i think i remember the one on the n64 and gamecube it's gonna be very exciting to see this franchise come back and how it's gonna have this take on the the calm and relaxing simulation so mm-hmm. yeah I yeah that coming out in the yeah, fall for ps4 switch i'm looking forward to that that's definitely on my uh, radar it, here's the funny thing, though. When people looked at Sega, now Sega was actually going to have a big so- Sonic announcement at the start of the month. Like, actually, during E3, they were going to announce two Sonic games. And because of the pandemic and because of so many things that have happened, they've actually pulled out and they delayed that. So people were thinking, oh, Sega's going to be here. Now we're going to get uh, news on a new so- uh, Sonic. Well, the funny thing is Sega's name is attached to the stream, but the most they've got is this one a, sort of a visual novel game, I, I assume. I don't really know much of it because they showed a very short snippet of it during the sizzle reel. 
Yeah, that is the most Sega's got. And to be honest, I'm not even the biggest Sonic mm-hmm. fan. I think there are some greater Sega properties they could have said something about. I mean, hey, what about Skies of Arcania? We have... What if we did a remake of that game, which a lot of people love that game. Valkyria Chronicles? Uh, or Yakuza 7? the A game yeah. that they have in development? They could talk about... I, I, I don't know. Uh, and instead, Sega's kind of on the back burner. And I think same with Atlas. I mean, I hardly heard anything from Atlas on here. Yeah, I... I... I don't know if they're on the like on the back burner or they were waiting for something like a larger a larger place to to launch these but in the in the time of of corona uh, that we're in you really don't have a good time at this point it's just it's just find a time release release your trailers like you said i mean I, looking at the summer games uh, lineup it's like almost every every th- a couple days there's there's some event going on so at this point just you know i i feel like maybe they felt like oh it's not the right place to launch it maybe we'll do it on our own but yeah you're right um it, it seemed like a bunch of smaller and um smaller and then like you said atlas namco bandai that kind of bit um lots of lots of lots of neo geo which i didn't really care yeah, about. i don't know I if did. you've seen the neo yeah. geo mini that they've yeah i'm like i'm not it's no. <laughs> even i'm like no i'm not going to do that but uh, yeah, there were like I said, there were a lot of niche games in here. Some that are great, like new Shantae game, uh, which is cool. Uh, and then you had I don't know if you did you see like, the Pretty Princess <laughs> that one party? Kennedy, Kennedy, that one, yeah. that one was like, I'm, I'm like that that you know someone some someone hey, you want Whitney love that game. She dresses uh, up again. At, uh, yeah, she dresses yeah, up I mean, as she might, she, princesses. She does. So you don't know her. Yeah, she might. Ab- she may absolutely love it. And to me, it was. It was. It was like this is so sugary sweet, but someone's gonna absolutely love it. Um, again, another game that that almost. It almost felt like it was a joke, but it, yeah, it's not, I mean that yeah. that that I felt like is not for me. But I I also thought of my niece. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should pick this up for her. I. Uh, but we'll we'll see. Uh, sure. The other games that were big highlights for me, I would say. You know, I keep hearing great things about the Legend of Trials of uh, Cold Steel. Now, I have publisher one of the uh, the AAA publishers uh, who I have like PR ties with is uh, NIS America, and they are the publishers of Legends of Heroes, and they mm-hmm. also Yaya series and a couple other games. I'll uh, mention in a second, but I'm like, you know what? I'm apparently these games are critically acclaimed, and I'm like, all right, so the fourth one's coming out. It looked all right. I felt like I didn't see enough of it for me to even get a grasp of what this uh, game is because from the trailer it looked like, okay, this is uh, Tales of Vesperia or uh, one of those Tales-like RPGs. And there was yeah. another one yeah. that followed up after that that looked uh, like that too, or Death End Request 2. But, you know, I'm mm-hmm. willing to give it a chance. I was kind of hesitant because I heard things about... Uh, I mean, I know it, it. You shouldn't separate the. You should separate the art from the artist. And uh, if you followed up uh, game news, there was some things going on with uh, the one of the publishers of Trials of Cold or Cold Steel or the old publishers XC. They the uh, a developer left that company and they just removed her from the credits. Yeah. So yeah, I heard about. I that. mean, I I, I shouldn't fault everybody for 
that publisher uh, who from my understanding point is not currently uh, publishing these games now it's just NIS America so I I don't know but I, I'm willing to get just give it a shot yeah oh by the by the way I just I was googling to try to figure out maybe I missed something about escape escape from Asura people are saying this may be a western port of uh, criminal girls X so it's a okay. franchise that I'm not familiar with. Uh, but apparently someone somewhere was like, I think it's this thing. Um, again, you know, someone keyed in on it. Uh, like I said, a lot of this was, it, it was very cool for, for people who like the things that they're showing. This is not your, um, your EA. This is not your E3. This is not your Xbox. It's not even a Sony kind of thing. Um, but it was, it was interesting and it was well, jam. I'll say games. every I'll now say and then there was a game. I was like, Oh, you know what? This looks cool. I would look, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. I'm not one of those people who are like, Oh my gosh, anime stuff. I'm, I'm not into that. No, it's, it's yeah. not that at all in fact one of my favorite games of this year final fantasy 7 that is very anime uh to (laughs) yeah i've got like uh the trigger happy uh dragon rampa like that may be the finally finally time where i jump into that franchise i'm probably gonna get cafe ashante because it's like i said it's just so so weird and over like and and uh stylized that i may have to try it and then um there was another one that i put on here it is Sh- uh, she the wanderer the tower of fortune and the dice of fate it's like a 16-bit dark souls like so if you die all your stuff is left there and you got to do a corpse run kind of like uh, dark souls but it, it but the the uh it had the uh 16-bit almost legend of zelda kind of camera angle going on and I thought that may be something I want to try out. It's that's going to be hardcore, but you know that may be up my alley. So yeah, there's definitely stuff in here that that uh, that that is that people are going to like, and and I'm going to like. A lot of it does bleed through, but uh, yeah, very I mean there stuff. are plenty of games that I'm like, you know, I I have no interest of of playing. Uh, and the 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 Neptuna series, I, I go to conventions, I see Neptuna cosplayers all the time. And every time I even try to look up footage of Neptuna, all I see is just anime girl porn. So <laughs> I yep yep yep. There there's a few there's a few bits on here that I'm like yep that's 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 the that's the stereotype and I hate saying that because there's so much great stuff in anime. There's so much great uh, great so many great stories. And then when you when you see that they're focusing in on jiggle physics in some of these games, I'm like. Okay, I mean, I, I I guess that's the lane that you want to take up, but uh, but to me, it's like a disservice to all the other cool yeah, stuff that and, they're and showing. There, are, I mean, the other games, for example, uh, what was it? Oh, Crab. Uh, what was it called? Fight Crab. Fight Crab. Fight Crab. Cr- crab. That Fighter? one. I was Fight like, crab, holy yeah. crap! This looks so weird. I am into this, and it's later coming on Switch. I'm like, yes, yeah. definitely more of this. This. I don't even know what is going on here but i am into this crabs fighting with samurai swords and 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 crab physics mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is so that is the type of uh japanese weird that i definitely endure like i have never i never even thought Heck of yeah. that like a fighting game about crabs using uh swords <laughs> At one point, there was a crab riding like a sea, a sea lion fighting another crab. It was it was it was more and more maddening. Of I, I think I, I jotted down something. It was very Octodad or um, Goat Simulator. It's it is it is ridiculous. And if you're okay with something being just crazy ridiculous, yeah, you're I'm probably gonna, probably have, gonna fun have fun with, with that too. 
Uh, fairy tale. I've yeah. seen the anime, and I've only seen like the first season of it. I was not too crazy about it, but I mean, it, and again, oh, okay. when you were talking about uh, like anime stereotypes, you hate like the jiggly boobs. There's that in fairy tale. Uh, yep. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And I'm not knocking them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking them. No pun intended. Like I, I, I don't have a problem with it. I just think it's funny when you have every like everything else like is. Um, to me, every time I see that, I just think yeah. of what is it, Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Like every single time it pops into my mind, I'm like, that's, well, that's what we're doing. But going the, for like in the, in the anime, like the main characters, their weapons, they actually come from uh, yeah. uh, some a- anime girls. Like they turn into weapons for the, uh, or some of the lead male characters. And while they are turning into weapons, they are also they also get naked. Now I don't know if that'll rep- be represented in the <laughs> fairy tale game, but I'm just yeah. <laughs> well, you can't you can't bring your clothes with you. It's the classic thing. Like if you turn invisible, your clothes don't turn invisible, so you got to take off your clothes too. So yeah, I guess I'm, that I'm just warning you if you think that fairy tale <laughs> is going to be that different from uh, some of those uh, you know boob jiggly stuff. I'm going to say is from someone yeah. who's watched the first season of the anime, I would not uh, get my hopes up. But. Yeah. And if and if you want yeah. that, then <laughs> go check out Fairy Tale and <laughs> go check out the anime. If that's if if you say if you think, wow, that sounds that sounds great, hilarious, whatever. However, that uh, that does it for you. Yeah. Go check it out. But anyway, the the other games uh, that probably caught my interest, uh, Guilty Gear, they have a new Guilty Gear coming out. It, it looked really yep. awesome. The animation and, and some of the combat. And I like that the studio arcworks uh while they've been experimenting with 2d this is where they kind of are blending in those 2d anime sprites with 3d there's a lot of interesting uh stuff happening in the in the fight where you're seeing uh some 3d played around with and uh it it looked awesome i cannot wait for that uh yeah i haven't played guilty gear but i played blaze blue and i had fun with that game so uh now, I know the name of this is kind of weird, but when I saw trailers for it, I'm like, you know what, I, I'm looking for this game. And I put in my uh, press request to cover it, since this is another NIS America title. And then it's Void TRM. Now, the another name for it is Void uh, TRM. Uh, it's about a little girl okay. with this hmm. uh, cute robot uh, companion, and it's... It's got a really interesting little art style to it. I don't know what I could uh, compare it to. And uh, the gameplay is like a top-down dungeon crawler with some uh, uh, interesting physics going on. I'm That seems like a really interesting game I'm looking forward to. And I, I get, uh, you put in your notes, the name is really uh, complicated. Yeah, it is. I'm... I'm I don't know why they yep. name it that. I mean, Void Terrarium, that sounds like a much better thing to name it instead of Void TRM, colon, dot, dash, dash. Yeah. But, you know, that's a lot of... I mean, that's... Think of the Kingdom Hearts spinoffs. There's so many Kingdom Hearts spinoffs with complicated names, so... I, sure, sure. It was the it was the special characters in there. I felt like I was looking no, at the, yeah. the one of my passports. But I mean, it looked really cool. I'm looking forward to that. I it comes out July, so it's next month, and I, I uh, request to review it on the Switch. So that'll be a game I'm looking forward to covering. Another one is uh, Volta X, which it's this sort of uh, as you said, like a Rock'em Sock'em fighter. 
That one looked really cool. Yeah. I, it looked very colorful. I, I like some of the uh, design uh, around it. Like, not even just the, the combat, but even the UI of it. It, it kind of reminded me of those 90s mm-hmm. uh, toys I used to play with when I was a little kid. There were these robots. Uh, I don't even remember the names mm-hmm. of them, but... There were, back in the 90s, there were so many robot toys uh, to, you know, play around with. And, uh, you know, they would, two robots would fight each other. It kind of reminded me of something like that. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that. That looks like it would be fun to play. Hopefully. Uh, and, and I've never played a Disgaea game before. And I hear the Disgaea franchise is great. So they do have a Disgaea a spinoff remaster called Primi 1, 2, Exploded and Reloaded. Uh, which is like a it almost seems like a 2D action platformer Uh, that one caught my curiosity I think I I will uh, check that out too Uh, oh Mad Rat Zero that's really cool Uh, it's basically like a rhythm platformer Uh, and also from NIS America I've not seen a game like that before Uh, it seemed like you are going through some platformer challenge, platforming challenges through the rhythm, and then there's even some boss fights to take down. I'm it, it looked cool. Uh, Mad, Mad Rat Dad coming out in October. Yeah. Uh, Bright memory. I'm looking forward to that too. But uh, when you said it's from Xbox Series X, I want to remind it's also coming on PS4 and PS5. Uh, yeah, it was it was announced during. Um... Sorry, yeah, it was it was announced during the Xbox Series X uh, event to talk about like, look how great this looks, and it's a single person who developed it up until that point. It was a sole individual developed that game, and now it's now it's you know taking off from there, kind of like PUBG started as one guy and then became yeah. a, you know became a game. That game looked so, awesome. Kind of that though. Kind of I can't wait for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very very mix of styles, by the way. Uh, in in that game, um, it is. It's a big clash of like, uh, you know, futuristic looking technology and like Japanese, like feudal Japan buildings. Um, and if you're if you're not uh, turned off by that cognitive okay. dissonance, then I think. And, and then lastly, besides uh, YS, I'll say I wish they showed more of this game because uh, I remember I was watching another person's stream who was roasting the heck out of this presentation. But except for this game. To uh, Taso Tasumachi, it, it, there was so little of it shown, but it, it it looked like a girl was exploring this beautiful world, and she was gliding almost similar to Zelda in Breath of the Wild, uh, or uh, or, or you know when Zelda hangs on this little uh, uh, glider. Uh, yeah. Um, when Link? Uh, no, not Link. I mean, why did I say Zelda? I mean Link. But, uh, yeah, I just wish there was more of it, but it was weird that there was this beautiful-looking game that they just passed through on the uh, uh, sizzle reel, but I guess maybe they just didn't have enough to show about it. So, I, yeah, I I don't know. Anyway, yeah, and and regarding some of the stuff uh, you are looking forward to, I'm kind of confused about uh, blood or bloodstain having a sequel to the retro platformer when they got their main uh, game yep. that's already uh, a critical uh, success and in you know a, 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 a lot of uh, 
Castlevania fans really love uh, or, or, uh, uh, Bloodstained Ritual yeah. Night. So I'm like, why not make a sequel to that instead of uh, this? But maybe I, I don't know. Maybe they maybe this one took doesn't take as long to make. So that's why they decide you know what, we'll do a Curse of the Moon two, and then next we're gonna work on a sequel to uh, uh, Blood Rain something or. Uh, I think it was Blood Rain something. No, not Cynthia Knight. That, that's Castlevania. But yeah, uh, that's Castlevania. Bloodstain. Yeah, Bloodstain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I like Bloodstain. I played the heck out of Bloodstain on the PS4. I enjoyed it. It wasn't on my top ten favorites, but I really liked that game. So I was, even though I get it why they went with this announcement, I was kind of hoping they talked about, uh, you know, a, a, a follow up to the main game or at least DLC to the main game, but. And then there's sure. things like uh, No More Heroes 2 being shown behind the developer, where he... I know you didn't put that in your notes, but that was something that stood out to me, because I'm looking forward to No More Heroes 3, but uh, the the creator yeah. or the uh, lead developer from Grasshopper Manufacturer, he, he had gameplay of No More Heroes 3 right behind him, but he was covering it up uh, and talking about, you know what, I haven't played super mario odyssey yet so i'm gonna go play that i'm like wait what about no more heroes 3 i can see live gameplay right behind you what are you doing yep yeah that was that was kind of weird i mean i felt like that was his way of like he's like i'm not gonna talk about it but i'm gonna show you that it's something that we're still you know you know you're working on it but you know here's some here's some stuff just to satiate those fans but to wrap it all my thoughts on this uh if I were to describe it in one term, I would say stuck in the past. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is uh, so many of these announcements are games. I mean, for one, as you said, there are games that do not, maybe not look as great as some of the stuff Namiko Bandai has put out. Like some, some of these games do not look like yeah. even current gen. But another thing is they're playing these games that are coming out in 2021 but not for the next gen consoles. Like you know, we we got Switch and then we got PS4. Yes. And I'm like, well, okay, you got it on PS4, but the PS5 will be out by the holiday of this year. And unless you come out and say, mm-hmm, oh, you mm-hmm. want this is also compatible with PS5, then I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Which PS5 PS5 is supposed right. to be backwards compatible. Uh, but at this, yeah. So, so it's supposed to be backwards compatible to PS4 games. However, if they're announcing it saying, "Oh, this is PS4," and they're not even talking about PS5 backwards compatibility, that makes me wonder if the developer themselves have to patch it up and optimize it for PS5 in order to play it. That may be a possibility. Maybe these well, developers. What I'm thinking is, it's the same thing with the PS3 and the PS4. Like there's there was a whole year mm-hmm. or two of Japanese games releasing on uh, last gen systems before finally moving on to the current gen, and I feel like we might want to go into the yeah. same thing here. But to me, it's just kind of weird to talk about all these games that are still in development for the PS4, uh, and now they also said the Switch, and the Switch will still be kicking uh, by or next year. So yeah. maybe there's that, but also it's like, all right, uh, it's kind of weird that we're not talking about, the, you know, PS5 or Xbox Series X. 
which they even they didn't even talk about Xbox or well, there okay so there are a few games that have talked about Xbox One but most of them have not put that on their list it's just been PS4 or Nintendo Switch or PC so that is also yep. really strange but yeah it it makes me wonder because we really Xbox Xbox has has said that uh, that their first party games are going to be backwards compatible. Uh, so if you have something on Xbox uh, One right now, it'll be playable on Xbox Series X. The others, they said they're working on developers. PlayStation has said, yeah, we're backwards compatible, but they've they've left it to a gray area. So maybe this is telling. Maybe the individual um, developer has to uh, patch the game and optimize it for um, for that to be you know brought to the new system. Uh, case in point. Uh, the game Two Worlds Two that was on Xbox 360 wasn't that great of a game, by the way. But first, but I really liked the magic system in the game of like you had collectible cards that you matched, and that would create your spell. And so I wanted to play it. It's not backwards compatible on Xbox One, and so many other games are. So even if you have the disc, it's not backwards compatible on Xbox One because the developer has not wanted to work on it. Or maybe they don't have the funding for it. So we may be in that situation where we still have blind spots of games that, you know, that are really that people absolutely love that are just not going to come to uh, to the next. Yeah, and it would. I I, I don't know how some of the stuff is going to work out, but I mean, I bet things like uh, YS since why or Yes has uh, a <laughs> as a following. I would assume they would be able to find their way on the yeah. PS5. Uh, so I, I hope I, I'm kind of wondering how all this is going to play out. But, you know, for now, I think of this the same way I think of the EA press uh, conference where there are things where I'm like, well, wow, this is mm-hmm. really exciting. And then just like EA, they have games where, hey, we're going to show you snippets uh, or actually artwork. And then maybe we'll show you a trailer. We're going to get be very vague about it and then just tell you to get excited for it. So, yeah. I mean, I, I feel the same way of this where I'm just going to give it a highly decent. I wasn't hating this uh, conference at all because, for one, it was only it was like less than an hour, around 40 minutes, and did show, again, it did show plenty of announcements. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there were pl- most of these announcements I wasn't particularly uh, thrilled with. Uh, but, I mean, the ones that did, they stood out to me, and I'm looking forward to those, or at least I want to know more about them. So it isn't like nothing of it worked on me, but yeah, that's what I have to say. Uh, what about you? Is this one of your favorite streams? No, probably not. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But I mean, it, it had more in it than I thought that was going to be in it. And I had some games on here that I've got, you know, I have on my list of, uh, you know, to watch in the future and possibly either if I don't snag it, like when it goes on sale, I'm probably going to grab it when it goes on or sorry, when it hits the market, you know, when it releases, I may not put it may not buy it but i may uh buy it when it goes on sale right i'm not that interested okay. but i definitely want that to try it at fair. some point so there you yeah. have it well uh, new game yeah. plus so yeah uh but anyway it, i guess tell the next big stream whenever that happens i'll look at the schedule later i I'll, i mean there's probably another one happening this week tomorrow wow tomorrow. okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> there's one uh there's one tomorrow it's oh is it the I just i just think game? it's funny that every day is it the indie game conference something's happening uh let me double check because i knew i had one slated for tomorrow it is oh. uh, avengers war table I, I heard, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so if so and 
I was going to say you got Cyberpunk uh, 2020, uh, sorry, 2077 uh, on Friday, and then on the 27th, Bit Sum Gaiden, uh, which Japanese independent games going on. Okay, uh, I think that I'm really looking forward to the pretty much the indie games that are supposedly going to be revealed. There is a conference going on for indie uh, game developers. And some of the most exciting things that mm-hmm. I have seen so far, they have been from independent studios. So, I mean, you know, I, I'm looking forward to what they uh, are just revealed throughout the week. I mean, that's apparently what's going to happen. The summer of gaming is all, the, all summer long, so we're going to get announcements almost every day, if not every day. Yeah, so that that's just what was the big thing today. Anyway, now on to the next topic which is dora the explorer the lost no not the lost city of gold sorry that was the movie no <laughs> which is the, the, the movie, movie i yeah. actually liked i like I, yeah i like pretty that i was, I was yeah. pleasantly surprised by it <laughs> and i was actually uh it, it was it, part of it was pretty heartwarming i mean they gave more to dora's character than i thought uh, i mean yeah it's still a cheesy family movie but they they put a lot of effort and a lot of love to that movie than uh, pretty much I I would ever expect from watching the trailers alone. That was a complete, uh, maybe not a complete 180, but it was definitely something where I'm like, okay, th- this movie is, is pretty good. It is fun. And if they make a sequel, I'd be like, okay, sure. Yeah, but I'll check it out. Th- this whole weekend, I was trying to beat... Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door, which I will talk about on a later episode. I'm actually towards the end of the game. I'm at like one of the final boss fights and stuck on it. But through this weekend, my uh, niece was, uh, you know, over, or staying over. And the one thing she wanted uh, every time when she was around, which was all the time, I could not get anything done. But, you know, I, when you have kid just to point this out uh patrick if you and whitney decide to have kids that's going to be a lot of work uh yeah it's a job but what i will say is the one game that she really wanted to play the most was uh or she wanted to watch me play sorry was dora the explorer uh or dora the explorer the lost or no the the journey to the purple planet and this was the, or at least one of the many tie-ins of Dora's video game license made by, uh, I think, Game Workshop or Game Company. Uh, they made another platformer that yeah. I'll talk on a later date. But for now, this was their video game adaptation to Dora. And in this story, you have Dora seeing all these cute little a- aliens coming to visit. But, oh no... Their ship crashed, and now they cannot get back home unless we take we find the rocket ship and we power it with all these space gems lying around the place for some reason. We power this up, and then we go to each of these four colored planets. Red, blue, yellow, green! Or, uh, no, sorry. Uh. Yellow, green, red blue okay i probably have that mixed up differently but you get the idea go through these four colored planets find the key open this door in the middle of space to get to the purple planet so they can go home 
that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. and my niece loved this game so much. In fact, she loved it. She called it uh, in Sora the uh, Dora. I'm like, or the she'd call it Sora the Explorer instead of Dora the Explorer. She called in Sora. Has she, has she seen? Does she know Dora? She knows about Dora. She knows about Boots, but she doesn't pronounce <laughs> the name. No, no. I, I mean, doesn't she doesn't even, okay. like when okay. I. Uh, uh, when she wanted to pick up a uh, controller, she's like, "Hey, give me that end control end controller." Uh, so I mean, you know, pronunciation is still a work on, but she's been able to speak a lot more. Like she's developed full conversations uh, with people. So I mean, it's a work in progress. Okay. I mean, hey, she's three years old, so what can you do? Yeah. Yeah, and all and all kids. I mean, obviously, I don't I don't have kids, but having nephews, nieces, and and. Uh, actually doing uh you know working at the ymca and a few other things in child care like every kid develops a difference yeah speeds, so, so yeah. she can speak i mean she uh, can speak dialogue or full dialogue it's just that you know some are pronunciation on things are they're not quite there but i mean hey we we all had that what i will say is she really loved this game or loving me watching uh, or watching me play this game which, what the game is, Yodora with boots falling around, going through these areas, uh, mainly just walking, but jumping to uh, collect uh, some of the gems, your space gems, and you're just walking your way over to the next area where, it, I mean, pretty much authentic to the show, where uh, Dora stops and goes, Hey! There's a lake filled with crocodiles. Do you know how to get through the crocodile lake? And she does that a lot. Just <laughs> yep, yep. And it just exactly yep. like the show. So I mean, hey, authenticity. This is true to its source material, and that is, yep. and that is one of the reasons why, or to me, this game is so darn boring. Because there are so many pauses. Yeah. There are pauses in the dialogue. Because uh, Dora has to address the uh, players, uh, just as she addressed the audience in this and mm-hmm. the uh, story, and, and plus the dialogue, you don't really know, learn anything about these characters. It's just, hey, we want to get this green key. You want to get this green key? Why? I will give you this green key if you find me my hat. <laughs> I guess they have to they have to really spoon feed that age group. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm looking at some gameplay. I've been looking at some gameplay as we've been talking, and and yeah, I one it it surprises me. I mean, it, it's it doesn't surprise me for the age group. It's very in regards to the simplicity. But what surprised me is you had this game. So did you just did you pick it up specifically for this I reason? Did. Or did I, she I wanted have to this find game? games that would be uh, you know fine for uh, little ones. But yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's cool. I was, <laughs> then it shouldn't surprise me that much, but I find it, you know, it's find it funny if you look at someone's game collection and they, and they don't have kids and you look through it and you go, wait, why do you have this? But yeah, that makes perfect sense for you to have games. Uh, well, you know, here's you the other through. thing though. I, I mean, we got uh, family games like Big Brain Academy, but also most recently Island Saver, which is able to educate little kids about things such as, you know, finance while still being fun and entertaining and that's where i think this game just kind of lost me is it it doesn't it it doesn't have that uh, uh, i mean i i get it because it's it's rated i think 
EC or something, uh, or no, I think it is E for everyone, mm-hmm. but regardless, that game, yeah, it, it is tied to the little kids who are big fans of uh, Dora the Explorer. And if you are grown out of Dora, then that's where you just start to notice all the th- reasons why <laughs> you're grown out of Dora. And, and, and that's just displayed throughout this I mean, I would say not a very long game. It's like a couple hours long, maybe. But, I mean, throughout the game, every single planet just felt the same. It was painted a different color, and there'd be a mechanic like, okay, Dora can speed dash, but he she still walks slow anyway. Like, I just don't get this idea of, hey, our game is pretty short, so in order to maybe pad out just a little bit longer dora cannot run but she can walk pretty slowly and, and that that's the thing that got me yeah. like i've been traversing around these hills very slowly and just to get a space jump or two which you don't even need a lot of space jumps yeah. you just need five to get to the next planet it's and you get ha- and you collect like 30 or 40 or 50 per planet so it's almost like you just collect five space gems and that'll be it but yeah, this this game is not bent on challenge at all, uh, which I mean I totally get why. But it's it is a experiment of self reaction to uh, children's entertainment, kinda because I would see my nephew watch some of these shows on Nick Jr. and there are shows I would mm-hmm. wa- look at and watch, and they would look really cool. Like, even though if the, the content is maybe not for me, for one, they don't pause like Dora does in her show. Like, they don't stop to say, hey, could you help us do this thing? No, they keep the pace going with their show. Yeah. And I get to, while my uh, niece and nephew are, inter- are entertained by what the characters are saying, I'm looking at, like, okay, there's some cool mm-hmm. animation. There's one that's a, a little bit stop motion yeah, so I wouldn't say yeah. you want know, all children's entertainment is like that. It's just Dora's way of educating kids is just so dated to me. Yeah, yeah. and that's no, why I, I the agree. movie even made fun of that. I like agree. the movie actually went and addressed some of these things and yep. poked fun at these uh, stereotypes because when you look back at them, it's like, wow, this uh, this is kind of a dull way to try to educate kids on on basic things and. You have to think really hard and really deep on what Dora the Explorer the show is really educating on. A lot of it is just pretty yeah. much, can yeah. you just see what's behind me? Yep. And it gets grating. That's why they dropped it very quickly into the movie. They made a joke about it. Like, Are you, is she going to keep doing that or something like that? And then they stopped. Like, because they knew that everyone was going to get annoyed if she did that throughout the entire So entire having movie. a whole game where she's doing that and... The other characters doing that to me, I, yeah, I, I was, I was not a fan at all. I, I mean, I get why when it came out, it won some awards for, you know, ba- a BAFTA award for children's entertainment. I get it because mm-hmm. my niece is so super excited just to see Dora on, on, on the screen and the visuals don't look bad. I'll say it came on 2003. Uh, yeah. I, the visuals look fine. I mean, it's cell shade graphics on on the Dora characters. I mean, it's not one of the best looking games on the GameCube, and you can tell, and that that's definitely aged. But it, it, I mean, it doesn't look bad visually. It's just the gameplay 
is so uninspiring and and just so uh yeah. just so uh it's so dull <laughs> i i i just when, when my niece went down to go uh eat uh lunch i just kept skipping cutscenes because there was nothing interesting these characters were saying and it was just taking time just to get to the next save point because the only way you can save through this game is getting through each uh milestone or checkpoint into each of the uh the each of the levels because uh, there's not really any you know saving through the menu so my my yeah. brother was even getting annoyed. He's like, "Hey, can we just play Mario Kart Double Dash already? Uh, and get get done with this." I'm like, "Okay, can, <laughs> let me just get to the next save part because I don't have to, I don't have to get through this uh, scene again. <laughs> that way you don't have to do it again." Yeah. 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 So I, I I was not a fan. To to be honest, it works for its audience, but that is not me. So. I mean, I don't see anybody of my age really getting curious to picking it up. But if you do, I wouldn't even say it's enjoyable. It's very disappointing because when you look at all of these other games, uh, family games about education, you do see you do have to kind of look at this and go, okay, you could have done more. I mean, again, Island Saver. I keep going back to that because that is the most recent and also one of my favorite games this year and it is and it's it's education yeah. about uh finance is very simplistic very much uh, aimed at kids but yeah it is a highly accessible game because of how fun it is just to have all these mechanics be tied around learning about uh the economic systems and also about uh, environmental safety and just seeing yeah to seeing this Touch game down. just be a pretty much almost a, a walking simulator. I mean, you're jumping only when you need to get on the uh, mushrooms, but for the most part, you're walking pretty slowly to the next area. How how long like was the game? I, I, in if total, I want to be think? realistic, I would say I'm at the last world before being the game, and it took me pretty much I would say an hour and a half, maybe two. Or, or, or probably I would say an yeah. hour or an hour and a half. It's not a very long game, but it feels long playing it because there's nothing exciting going on in the game, and it it showcased everything that were maybe worked well back then for Dora, but today it's it is just a big waste of time unless you have kids who are just are really obsessed with Dora. Yeah, so basically skip yeah, it you Yeah, it, it, it just throws with so many questions too, like, you do have Swiper coming in, you know, Swiper the Fox, and you, if you know the show, you know when Swiper comes in, you go, Swiper no swiping! Swiper no swiping! Swiper no swiping! Aw, oh, man! Yeah. And the first world, I was like, okay, so Swiper lives here with Dora and, and Boots, so it makes sense for her him to come lurking around trying to steal the space gems. But when you go to different planets, he occasionally appears in a spacesuit, and I'm I'm thinking, how did you even keep? How did you even get over here? So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, that that's what I have to say. Power Dora, then journey to the the purple planet. Uh, it is Dora in in video game form, which I mean does not really hold up at all today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. so skip it. 
That- <laughs> yeah. So something I would and, yeah. and to pivot on our last topic, uh, something I would I, and I will preface this by saying I am not suggesting in any way to skip The Last of Us 2. Um, I've heard great things about about it uh, in regards to in, in regards to story in regards to gameplay but there are some controversial bits that i wanted to talk about here and you know, if you want you to start ahead, this off or you want you me, to, me were, to start off yeah i mean you actually brought okay. the subject on to me and that's what encouraged me to say you are let's yeah. put this at our last topic so you want you go ahead and take the floor from it here yeah so i kind of i kind of section off into different into different reasons why people are upset and all of these again i will not spoil anything by saying this but um, the reason there are quite there are a few reasons that people are upset. Um, for example, the reviews that came out up until last Thursday or Friday, all the reviews that came out couldn't could only talk about the first ten hours of the game. They could not talk about anything else, uh, anything after a specific uh, event at all. So not just a, you can't talk about the event. You can't talk about anything that happens in the game after that after a specific event there's a reason for that again no one spoil it here but they basically said you can talk about up to 10 hours so and you can give your rating but you can only rate and talk about the first 10 hours also there are game mechanics you cannot talk about until after the embargo is up yeah I, that's the really cruddy thing about embargoes but i try to oblige them like yeah you, so NIS America yeah. and Activision, when they give me a review copy of something, they they are the ones who are very big about yeah. embargoes, and they they would tell me what the embargo is, and I would uh, abide yeah. by it, and I would be like, yeah, or what? Sure, this is, but you have people like Alana Pierce and other and people from IGN and others who were like, this yeah. is the most strict the- embargo I've ever seen. Um, in in fact, you have reviewers who put out a review last Monday, or whenever you could put out your initial review. And then they updated their review afterwards. And the initial review would say things like, I didn't like the story. I didn't like this. I was really unhappy with this, this. Uh, and then they would give it a 10 out of 10. And people are like, what? You were unhappy with all these things. Why'd you give it a 10 out of 10? And then their updated one shows, oh, here's all the things that I absolutely hated and why I didn't like it. And they did, but they didn't change the review score. So I don't know if people, and this is the other possible, the other thing that's going on, the critics review scores i think critics were afraid to give a high uh, to give a too low of a number um again multiple critics like uh, alana pierce and jason schreier basically saying critics are afraid to give this game a low score so they're giving a 10 out of 10 or a 9 out of 10 and then you look at what they're talking about and they're saying i hated it i didn't want to play it i wanted to put this game down i didn't like the gameplay i didn't like the story choices but they gave it a nine out of ten. That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's something all. that's been kind of in the discussion for quite some time. We've had so many uh, controversies mm-hmm. about re- the, uh, you know, the uh, uh, legitimacy of a review or the uh, ethnic ethics of the review. Ethics. Uh, I mean, probably one yep. of the most famous or iconic ones was at GameSpot where uh, the uh, now owner of Giant Bomb which is funny because Giant Bomb is now under the same company as GameSpot but when he worked at GameSpot he gave a nasty review to uh, Kanan Lynch the first one and they they fired him Mm -hmm. like right after that Uh, and because they were having some advertise uh, advertise partnership with 
that company and and yeah yeah and and it's not you can't have transparency and ethics in 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 gaming if you do that by the way uh none of the controversy that i've heard from people because the first when i heard about controversy i didn't i had not i spoiled myself on all this by the way when i first heard about it i thought that they were going to that they were upset about ellie's relationship because you've seen have you seen the trailers to the game at least yeah okay and you played the first one right so Ellie is either bi or or gay. Either way, she's you know that she has relationship with women. None of the controversy is about that though. None of it. It's all been about story choices. Uh, and oh, there's bait and switches in the trailer. If you've watched the Last of Us Two trailer, there are uh, scenes, there are lines, there are character models that are swapped. So they they got you to believe something. And then when you play the game, you realize, oh, that's nowhere near what they showed. So imagine, I guess movie studios are kind of doing this already, but imagine if uh, if the new uh, Avengers uh, trailer came out and it showed Robert Downey Jr.'s back as Iron Man in a brand new Iron Man suit and you're freaking out and then you get to the movie and you're like, oh, it was a flashback? Wait, what? None of this is real? And you're like, oh no, that was the Hulk. That was the Hulk in the movie. You would be upset. And that's kind of the level of what what's happening here is they bait and switched quite a bit. Um, it, multiple character models, multiple a- actors were given lines to use that were never used by their characters. They were only used in. Trailers. Yeah, the, that is dirty. That's dirty. But that's dirty. If I want to be honest, <laughs> the thing I find to be even more dirty than that was all the stuff that's been coming out of how they treat their employees. I mean, that's something I have not forgotten about. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in addition to all this, they're not treating their employees well. Some of the employees were, um, and by the way, the leaks that came out before yeah. were not from uh, an employee. People thought it was. It was not from an employee. But they're not, they're, they aren't treating their employees well. Uh, and then also there's cognitive dissonance. Again, I can't talk, I can't talk about, um, I can't talk about it. Well, I guess, I guess I can say it this way without spoiling anything. There are characters in the game who the game designer specifically said that they they made the women less feminine because they wanted people who were who were um, uh, non-binary or trans. They didn't. They wanted to make sure that they could they could uh, identify a little better with with the characters. They wanted to, so they they uh, reduced uh, fem, more feminine features, uh, the curves, uh, breast size, all these different things. Uh, and then when asked about it, Neil Druckmann said, "No, we didn't do that. That these characters are 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 straight. They're 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 cis. They're they're born female." And you're like, "Well, wait a minute. But why did you make a decision, an art decision, and then you're not backing it up whatsoever? It feels like you're wanting you're wanting brownie points, and then you won't back it up. That is just crazy to me. Like you have a character who there's a char- specific character who is." who um, people thought may, may be trans, which is no, you know, if she is, if she's not, it doesn't matter. But then, but then you find out the art designers who designed her uh, were like, yes, we wanted to make her as masculine as possible. And then Neil Druckmann is saying, no, not at all. That's not why we did it. I'm like, get out of here. Like, don't, don't try to like ride that like tightrope. Like if you're, go- if you're going to, if you're wanting to have representation in a game, have representation in a game, don't try to back out of it. Cause you think that like people are going to be offended, do it or don't do it. To me, I feel like he was just doing it to get brownie points. And well, now he's trying to walk Well, what I find really back. interesting about that is with 
Uncharted f- uh, 4, I believe. It was Uncharted 4. I think people uh-huh. have forgotten about this, yeah. but there was a major character there introduced in Uncharted 4, a black woman named uh, Natalie. But yes. the thing is, she is not uh-huh. actually played by a black woman. She is played by a, a white Australian girl. Uh, I forgot the actress's name, but... Yeah, so you probably played that game going, oh, wow, that's a... Yeah, that that's the thing. I had is, no idea. I, I, I guess people kind of glossed it over because it's like, oh, you know what? At least the game is great, so I can overlook that. But now people are kind of coming back to that uh, thing that Neil Druckmann did. Uh, I mean, maybe because of this. I'm looking at it now. Funny enough, uh, funny enough, if, you're, if we're talking about, yeah, why white actress is voicing a black character in Uncharted 4, yeah. Laura Bailey plays her. Laura Bailey is one of the one of the best voice actresses around. Uh, she also plays this character in uh, in in uh, that I was talking about. One of the characters I was talking about in the new Last of Us. No, no offense to her at all. She's a great actress, compl- great actress. And I didn't I didn't even realize. Uh, I, you know, not that it matters, but it is kind of interesting to me. I would it be controversial that you didn't have a black actress play her uh, a little bit, but at the same time, I feel like it's the way that video games are made now, it adds the versatility that anyone can play anyone. If you're good enough, if you're a good enough, uh, actor or actress, like, so, but it is funny. It's the same, same actress, uh, tied. To both yeah. Characters. I mean, I definitely agree to that, uh, that, you know, we're, this is kind of a really confusing thing when it comes to voice actors. There are some that I get very debatable mm-hmm. with, like, so well, another example is with uh, a show called Central Park, which I've been loving. Uh, it's from uh, the mm-hmm. uh, producer, the same show creator of uh, Bob's Burgers. I watched Bob's Burgers. I prefer this show, though. Uh, okay. It's a musical comedy about this very uh, loving uh, mixed uh, race family uh, who basically runs mm-hmm. this central park and they're trying to save it from these crazy uh, big corporations that are trying to uh, buy out the space and turn into uh, more business uh, or a spot for more businesses uh, and it's a very mm-hmm. wholesome endearing show I mean it's also got great musical talent by again you have Josh Gad you have uh, guys from Hamilton uh, uh, Leslie o- Odom Jr. playing Owen uh, it's it is a fantastic show in my opinion i've been loving it uh but there has been i wouldn't even say controversy because only a couple people kind of uh pointed out or uh, they were upset about it and that is uh the so leslie or leslie Owen jr plays the uh dad who's black and then there is a uh the, or the wife is white yeah. so the kids they're both biracial and uh, the uh, or, uh, 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 the the uh, son is played by Tigress uh, Burgress, but the daughter is played by Christian mm-hmm. Bell. And what people are getting so worked up on on that is that uh, Christian Bell is voicing a biracial character. And when I looked at that, I was kind of like, okay, I mean. All right, but the the fact that half of the family is black and half the family is white, I was like, okay, maybe they were just confused at what to do with that. Yeah. And and Josh Gad was friends with is friends with Christian Bell from Frozen, so like, you know what? 
Okay, sorry. No, I think no, Kristen, Kristen Bell. Bell. You know, Aunt, Anna from uh, Frozen. Okay. Anna from Frozen. She voices Molly in this. Who? Uh, she. I, I mean, I mean, I've enjoyed the character. Okay. She's basically this uh, uh, nerdy girl who uh, is trying to get um, or make a date with with this guy. He, she has a he, uh, obsessive crush on, and it, it's it's weird even to kind of. Uh, not, I wouldn't say it's weird. It's. I don't even know how to even try to go go to whether or not you should or shouldn't be mad. I'm I'm I eventually came to a point saying, "Hey, if you're mad that Kristen Bell is playing a biracial character, then you want all right. I, I'm I'm not because uh, yeah. I mean, you have the the brother played by a black actor and the dad being black. I just like. May, this is just a confusing little situation they put up here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, uh, like uh, Bob's Burgers. Um, you know, Linda is played by a man. I mean, am, am I gonna? I'm not mad about that. It's a great character. <laughs> I mean, so you, there are some things we can get mad about, some things we can't. And yeah, I mean, obviously, we're we're in a very sensitive time here. But I feel like, especially that show where the heart is in the right place. I don't think. Yeah, that, I, don't I really mean think the whole show is, it just shows so much respect for diverse communities. Even in the opening song number, which is, I'm mean, the music in this is amazing. In the opening song number, "Central to My Heart," like part of the song is sung by just random people in the community, and they're from different race. They're uh, either Hispanic, they're uh, Muslim, or they're black. But all of them are just treated like people. There are no racial stereotypes whatsoever in the show, and there there's not a point where they. <laughs> look at someone with a different color like they're a different person i i hope that we get to a day where real life could be like this this cartoon right here and which is sad uh to even yeah yeah we just love and respect everybody for who they are not not baking in stereotypes and and bias from uh from you know from honestly pop culture even even is uh, is offensive to it so yeah but yeah. i mean one day definitely one day check we'll out there. that show uh, again on apple tv plus but also uh, people have been uploading the episodes on youtube too so you can pretty much watch them whenever but i, I just wanted to talk about that because that is an interesting relation to the stuff that naughty dog's been doing with uh with, with uncharted 4 i am kind of going the decision saying that they probably should have casted a black woman to play uh, Natalie, I I don't agree that they couldn't find anyone, but I'm again I'm not that offended. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they totally could have. Well, at that point, is it stunt casting to get Kristen Bell in there? I mean, it may be stunt casting at that point. Just like, hey, let's get someone that everyone knows and get people to watch it. Well, I mean, with it, that so one is, just, I felt like it was just kind of confused. Maybe the the creator was just kind of confused because they they already have half black and then the 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 wife is white so they're like okay because since we casted a full black uh you know male uh or a son then i guess the daughter is full white we're yeah. I, they're like okay we don't know what to, we we put ourselves in a weird corner here but regarding uncharted 4 i don't feel like that's the same situation but i mean again i'm not in that point where i am so angry because for one, I'm seeing so many games now where uh, black actresses are getting lead yeah. roles, or, or at least in in major roles in in, uh, in these uh, games. So, uh, especially upcoming, you got things like exactly. Deathloop, which is led by two main uh, black actors and actresses. 
So we are mm-hmm. seeing more mm-hmm. representation. But yeah, I, I don't think the reason for, there's a small percentage of people who are about hey, hey you are, don't put any uh, SJW BS in my game. Sure. But a more majority yeah. of it is on the treatment of these uh, st- uh, or staff workers and then also the choices that, while I won't spoil, I say are very, very much parallel to Star Wars The Last Jedi, which is a movie yeah. I am not crazy about. Yeah, well, at some point, it's like your your artistic integrity gets gets uh, diminished. In fact, uh, and again, we'll go, you know, I know we're wrapping up here, but even even people who are who are far left uh have have i've talked to about some of the things in the game and they were offended by some of the some of the way that they were even that were some of the representation was used in the game so yeah it's i feel like if you're not coming from from the right place it can come off completely wrong but at the same time i'm probably going to check out the game uh i'm just busy yeah playing Evil games i mean right for now. me <laughs> i decide you know i i'm i, I I'm going to skip it, or at least on full price. It, it maybe when it's half off or something, I'll, I'll try it. But I'm, yeah, I'm not that. I love Naughty Dog's past to history of games they've made, but I'm not in love that much that I want to pay sixty dollars to experience the story elements that I'm not really crazy about, and then. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it might be great because again, there are people who genuine—they're not bought out by reviews. They generally love the game, so I—I I can't say that this is everybody. I mean, I actually just talked to uh, Jason uh, uh, Delworth. You probably know him from, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. he's playing yeah, the game right now. Worth, he's yeah. loving it. He's saying this game is amazing, and I'm like, hey, you know what? If you love this game, then that is great. And maybe the, the, if I eventually get around to playing it, then sure i i just i looked at desperados 3 and i'm like you know what i'm more interested in playing that instead but i mean that's that's also a testament to saying hey you know what the last of us part two is not the only game out this month or out this summer uh yeah ghost of shishima is coming up too so yeah and i'm playing a lot of good stuff so far and i am loving that game so i i have no regret of uh, choosing in something that is maybe less popular than uh, the Last of Us Two over the Last of Us Two because I I, I sure I mean I just you know I I I just don't feel good about paying full sixty dollars of it after all the he- things I'm hearing about it. That's yeah. That's just where yeah. I'm at. But hey, you know what? If you really love the game, and I know there are people who do. I actually have a uh, friend I, I talked to at, uh, at QuakeCon and at uh, gaming press events because we're both press for our own podcasts. He mm-hmm. loves the game so much, he is actually getting angry yeah. at people who don't like the game. But, I mean, that's normal for him. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, to, to me, yeah. everyone is entitled to their own opinion as long as, as long as the opinion has some grounds, then you're entitled to your own opinion don't have your opinion without playing the game though as even i'm like feeling like i'm on the fence about some of the things that i that i know about it and some of the things people have been telling me but i haven't not not played the game i can't i can't say for certain at this point so 
Put your money where your mouth yeah, is. Yeah, but talk also about. don't be pressured to getting this game if all the hear all the stuff you've been hearing about the game does not interest you. I I don't like the idea of people saying, "Hey, yeah. you want screw those people. If you want to be cool and you want to play this awesome game, you got to play it." No, if you're like, "You want screw you. I'm not paying $60 for this after all the things I've been hearing about." No, you you are yeah. in that right and I'm I'm going to be that person myself. I'm going to be that the 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 guy who's going to skip out on the party uh i so yeah i i don't regret playing uh desperado 3 instead in fact i i cannot wait to talk about that game when i uh get more hours into it but yeah so that that's what (laughs) i have to say and then also uh i mean not all the whole thing about reviewers being bought I'm still on the the side of not believing that. I do believe reviewers are able to have their own opinions, but I do think that some of these embargoes could maybe have too much uh, power. Uh, and this was not even the first. Time. I mean, this is the the most egregious we've seen. But I mean, that does remind me of say, yeah, uh, Shadow of Mordor, which is a game I really enjoyed, but when it came out, uh, the developers they had an embargo saying you are not allowed to talk about these technical bugs we've got. Yeah, it's like no, I I'm going to tell people about the bugs. Yeah. Like, so that's anyway, ridiculous. that's yeah. what we have on the show today, and thank you so much for coming on, uh, Patrick, uh, again. And I hope you to have or uh, you know just uh, have yourself happy times, uh, rega- uh, despite. COVID being a crazy thing. I, I hope the one day you guys can come for more than just uh, yeah, a weekend. Because every, every time you guys visit Texas, I always miss out on seeing you two. Because you're there for maybe a week and to yeah. see the new Frozen movie. And then you guys are gone. And I'm just... <laughs> yeah, we drop in pretty... pretty uh, yeah, it usually ends up being either quick or I'm working the entire time. But yeah, hopefully uh, after okay, all this blows over, we'll be but anyway. hang out. Uh, yeah, time to go. Yeah. But for one, a- again, uh, Land Cave is on Facebook, and and uh, you're on YouTube or Twitch, or are you not on those? Yep, I'm. On, yeah, we're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. YouTube's got tons of stuff, but we uh, we stream to Twitch every Thursday. We got a podcast that's that's thrown out as a podcast as well, uh, and then we've got Facebook. Uh, sorry, uh, on YouTube, uh, the episodes are full episodes there, as well as um, video game reviews. Uh, game game news as well as movie reviews. Yeah, and out. of course you can find this upload onto Pons Press. Uh, I mean, sorry, SoundCloud.com slash Pons Press, which uh, I've been also trying to get connected to Stitcher and Podbeam. I, I have accounts on that. I'm trying to work some things out. Uh, and of course I have my schedule of what's going on on the week on uh, PondsPress.wordsPress.com. And I just did a wonderful interview with Trixie from The Thoughtful Beast. She's an amazing woman, a Filipina creative uh, comedian, and about uh, mental health. And pretty much just an hour after this, I'm going to be talking to Melanie Jackson, who is a cosplayer and a fitness expert. So we're going to talk about staying fit inside of your house uh, virtually and not having to go and touch people. Check the schedule on ponsrust.wordspress.com. Facebook, Ponsrust, Instagram, Ponsrust, and Twitter at choosepons64. Anyway, see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.